It is Friday, the 4th of November. Time for a bit of Friday on my mind. I think the most immediate thing that I'm thinking about is my meal last night at Jow, the Laotian pop-up from the Anchovy Crew in Richmond. Oh my goodness, what a feast of flavour. Just such delicious herby, spicy, brothy, beautiful food. Uh, Cooked with so much excitement. I mean, there was, yes, heart, technique, skill, uh, context, but I think I could just feel the thrill in the food. Uh, Spiced peanuts um, with lime leaf, lemongrass and anchovies to kick it off. Just a beautiful snack. Love the oyster with the jiao som, so a characteristic um dressing uh fish cake stuffed in lemongrass you peel the threads of lemongrass back to get to the fish cake and then dip it in a beautiful dipping dipping sauce with um roasted like crumbled roasted rice it was just beautiful um there was a beautiful lab with raw warialda beef tripe and roasted rice and heaps of herbs oh that was so delicious and really nice to have tripe cooked so beautifully but then paired with raw beef I just thought that was so interesting and exciting um there was also worry elder beef also featured in a beautiful fragrant stew um with pepper leaf oil and it was like I was asked um T Lee the chef like what is that numbing flavor in there because it it was a little bit Szechuan peppery, but not Szechuan pepper. And, yeah, so it's pepper leaf oil. It's just so smart and fun and exciting and I absolutely loved it. Um, where else have I been eating recently? Uh, I was lucky enough to have a trip to Sydney a couple of weeks ago and ate at Margaret, Neil Perry's restaurant in Double Bay. Um Double Bay, mate, what a scene. Uh, It was, yeah, what a suburb. It's just so its own thing. Um, But anyway, yeah, it was really nice. Sat outside, ate only seafood because... um, I feel like that's the way to go there. And it was just it's just a really lovely menu, beautifully cooked fish um, over a wood fire and a lot of credit given to the seafood producers. Um, so, yeah, I love that highlighting of the fishes and the really sensitive uh, treatment that just highlights highlights the fish or the shellfish. It was, it was really beautiful. Um, it's really hard to pick out a highlight, but... I did love the um, blue swimmer crab in a Thai style salad. Um, that was, yeah, super delicious. Um, but yeah, it was it was all all really good. Um, I have also recently written about a new wine bar in Paran. This is back in Melbourne, and it's called Don's. Uh, just a really cute, intimate, friendly space where. Um, I think it's it's definitely as much about the mood and the feeling and the sense of welcome as it is about the food and the wine list. Um, It's very snacky, short, mostly natural wine list, uh, the kind of wine that you want to have a taste and a bit of a conversation about before you land on a glass or a bottle. Uh, But, yeah, I just just really liked it. And I think uh, as if we want to talk about trends – 
Do we? Maybe not. But anyway, focaccia is definitely a trend. So Don's does focaccia, uh, Hope Street Radio, this is like loved for their focaccia. In fact, they just brought out <laughs> a T-shirt that instantly sold out, but I would have bought one if it didn't. Uh, D-I-L-F is on it in um, big letters and D-I-L-F stands for Dude, I Love Focaccia. I feel like Australia is falling back in love with, with focaccia, maybe because there's not a sun-dried tomato to be seen. Um, what else? I also wrote recently about uh, Dubu, a Korean soup specialist restaurant that's out in Glen Waverley uh, in the Glen Shopping Centre, which is a really fun food precinct. Uh, I think it's really nicely done. It's outdoor but mostly covered. And, um, yeah, Doobie's just sort of around the corner from the covered part. And they serve, um, yeah, a specialist tofu soup um, and with a, some banchan, like some little pickles and stuff and kimchi. But one of the cute things about this soup is that it's also served with a pot of rice that is deliberately encrusted onto the base of the clay pot and it comes with a kettle of hot water so what you do is you pour some you just scoop out the rice and eat that and then you pour hot water over the little rice crust put the lid back on and let that sort of um yeah think about think about life in its own juices and then you eat it as a sort of really light congee to finish off your meal um it's delicious, like traditionally a winter dish, but who knows what the weather is. Uh, so I think any time of year is a good time for um, this this beautiful soup. I also wrote recently about Black Vice, a coffee specialist in Hurstbridge, which is a really interesting uh, city fringe foodie hub uh, with some, you know, a couple of really good restaurants, Greasy Zoe's and... Um, St. Lawrence tasting menu restaurants and Black Vice is a really, really excellent, thoughtful coffee and yeah, cafe with a, with a coffee, um, coffee focus, a couple of St. Ali, ex St. Ali people working there, um, roasting their own coffee on site and yeah, just a really approachable introduction to specialist coffee if um that's where you're at i just loved sitting there and having the um coffee degustation uh with a filter coffee with an espresso and a milk coffee and all different beans and different roasts and uh really nice tasting notes uh yeah it's fun and if you don't think having three coffees at once is quite your jam then you can just have one one at a time uh, the Age Good Food Guide is coming out in a couple of weeks. I've been eating my face off reviewing for it and have also been part of the editorial panel, um, which uh, talks about the prizes and the hats. So definitely not going to give anything away except to say that, um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure and a privilege to eat so much in Melbourne and to think about where where dining is at and how to express that to the dining public. Uh, but I am writing a story for the Sunday Age this weekend about country dining and um, talking about the regional restaurant of the year finalists. And it, I didn't even realise until I started writing this story, which <laughs> I've got to finish this podcast and uh, actually finish and file. Um, but 
the the restaurant finalists are all offering tasting menus only. So you have to eat a tasting menu when you're there. I think it really it speaks to a couple of things. Obviously, staffing. People are trying to reduce the variables. Um, yeah, uh, minimize food waste and keep costs under control in an incredibly challenging staffing environment. So just, yeah, um, reducing the moving parts. But I think it does lead to a really interesting creative journey for diners. So I suppose, you know, I'm always trying to look at the positives. Um, And I think it does allow uh, restaurants and chefs to really focus on what it is they want to present to the dining public um, to really understand who they are and how they want to express it. And I think that's amazing. I think if there is uh, a trend, like a sort of macro trend that I'm seeing in restaurants around the country at the moment, it is that uh, clarity of identity and that is always such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to experience that direct form of communication. It can still be like... uh, like reaching for something, like working towards something. It's not like it all means that everything feels resolved, but um, yeah, it's just an, it's another strand to the conversation that is possible via food, wine and hospitality in a restaurant. And yeah, just another thing that keeps me always engaged and excited about eating out. Uh, I also want to just express my love and passion for broad beans and asparagus which are out in force at the moment and I'm loving them I also uh can't stop thinking about the sprouting broccoli from Romaro farm that I bought at leaf and cooked up with some with a little bit of a beef stir fry and uh but probably ate half the bunch of broccoli just as a snack raw because it was so good so thank you to everybody who is growing beautiful vegetables for us at home and in restaurants at the moment i really appreciate it uh finally let's just um shout out to a few of the books that i'm reading um i'm in conversation tonight with matthew evans whose real food companion has just been updated and re-released um and we're chatting at readings in Hawthorne. You most likely when you're listening to this, we've already done it. But I think his book, you know, or I think all Matthew Evans' writing is really interesting just in terms of thinking about food and soul and connection and health. Uh, he's it, 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 interesting because he used to be a restaurant critic and he gave it up to be a farmer because he thought it was, you know, it was all a bit too much bullshit. Um, so I feel kind of judged by his whole life um, because I'm still a restaurant critic. But I also think he's he's so smart and um, and I love the way he thinks about food. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to being in conversation with him uh, in the same room but also as I continue to read his book and cook his dishes. Uh, I'm also reading, a, this is a little bit of a plug, I'm reading a book that I co-wrote. It's called Salamati and the author and chef um, behind it is Hamed Aliari, who has been on the podcast like way back in the day. Um, but yeah, we wrote this book together. It's out now in shops. It's really beautiful Persian food. Uh, I'm, yeah, 
few dishes to look out for are the tomato street food omelette, um, the tachin, which is a baked rice dish that you upturn and it's got a beautiful crust on the base. It's so much fun to make and amazing to eat. Uh, one more dish. What about zaytun pavade, which is a really cool chunky dip with olives and walnuts and pomegranate molasses. It's awesome. Another book that I'm reading is The Telling Room. It's by an American writer, Michael Pataniti. Um, it's, uh, the subtitle is A Tale of Love, Betrayal, Revenge and the World's Greatest Piece of Cheese. It's so good. It's um, a nonfiction tale of a cheese maker in Spain and the American writer who becomes obsessed with him. So well written and uh, yeah, I just love it. It's another world and it's sad because the cheese that he's writing about is you can never get. It's not made anymore. That's that's base, that's the basis of the story. Well, it's not made by the original cheesemaker anyway. Um, so, yeah, I love reading about food. I love eating food. I love talking about food. And I better go and finish writing about food uh, to file this story. Great to hang out with you. Uh, thanks for listening to Dirty Linen. Um, yeah. It's great to be with you. Have an ace weekend. Eat good things. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.